It's been a month since Mexico's recent federal elections. With the election of an incoming president in Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, we're now seeing announcements about the team that he'll bring to office with him. This week, we take a look at changes in Mexico and the incoming team on the issue of most interest to Western Canada, the energy sector. We're joined by a author of a Canada West Foundation report on opportunities for Western Canada in Mexico's energy sector. This week on Que es el Oeste or What the West. Welcome to another edition of What the West. Today, we do our second podcast on the impacts of the recent federal elections in Mexico on issues of interest to Western Canada. Today, we take a deep dive into the energy sector. So with us, we have a, a good friend of the Canada West Foundation and Western Canada, Montserrat Ramiro. Montserrat is currently a commissioner at the National Energy Regula Regulatory Body in Mexico City. And previously, she worked at the Mexican Institute on Competitiveness, where she authored a study for the Canada West Foundation on opportunities for Western Canada in Mexico's energy reform. Today, we're going to dive back into the issue of opportunities for Canada in Mexico's energy reform by understanding the current state of energy reform and the energy sector in Mexico. Montserrat, it's great to have you back with us here in Calgary, if only virtually, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Carla. It's great to be with you again. And Montserrat joins us again from the offices of the Mexican Council on Foreign Relations, COMEXI, our partners in this second broadcast on Mexico. So again, thanks to our friends and allies at the uh, at COMEXI, the Consejo Mexicano de Asuntos Internacionales. So Montserrat, um, we had the elections in Mexico only last month. Um, of course, since then, the news about Mexico and Canada has been overtaken with talk about NAFTA. But we're starting to hear some dribbles and drabs about energy appointments uh, to positions by the new government. But let's step back a second and start at the beginning. What was the role of energy in the debates, the public discourse uh, leading up to the elections and during the elections? Did energy play a prominent role? Was it a secondary issue? Did it show up at all? Well, I think it was kind of a secondary issue, although, of course, um, fuels in general and, and fuel prices are um, are always sort of politically... Um, they can be politically used. So, of course, there was some debate, but I think... Uh, to my understanding, the energy sector in Mexico has been developing in a very steady and um, in, in a good way. We have new regulation and, and I don't like to think of it as sort of the energy reform, but rather the new energy sector in Mexico. And things have been sort of crystallizing for the last five years. So we now have a completely different reality that we are, of course, we there's lots of uh, lots of work ahead, but uh, it's been it's been bringing uh, reality and 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 um, 
successful event to to for Mexico, both in terms of growth and in terms of investment and opportunity for consumers as well. So let's not forget this was something that needed to be done in terms of Mexico's productivity, uh, bringing new opportunities for and options for consumers. And there was there was much needed uh, investment that that we have been able to bring online. So, of course, there was some talk about energy, but I don't believe it was absolutely crucial or it was a sort of a turning point on either of the campaigns. So uh, for now, the messages have been not as clear and we should try to get or we should try to follow a wait and see approach, although there's there's some things that we could analyze. But we really need to take a wait and see approach to to analyze whether or not reality will kick in and how will how that will conform the political discourse on energy. Hmm. So this is interesting. This idea that it's not just uh, reform of the energy sector, and again, there was electricity, it was renewables, it was everything. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that there is a new energy reality in Mexico. This reality is going to transcend the elections because of the success of the reforms, or did the reforms need more time to make this new energy reality permanent? Um, I, I haven't heard this idea of a new energy reality in Mexico before, and I think that would be really listening interesting to to our listeners. Well, um, I think it, it's it's a yes to both of your remarks and one is i i do believe we have a new energy reality in terms of uh there's lots of things happening on the power sector that that were not happening before we have uh many things happening in the hydrocarbons both in the upstream and also all the way from midstream to downstream in terms of uh possibilities that were not there for for the Mexican consumer before, only because, well, prices were controlled and and everything was monopolized by both the state companies. So that gives you a new energy reality in Mexico and and especially how consumers see it and how we Mexicans live with that. It's a completely different thing from what we had before. Um, Of course, there's we need more time to materialize um, sort of the possibilities and, and the and the promises of all these changes. The energy sector is sort of characterized by very long term um, planning and very it, for things to be able to be a reality, sort of a tangible thing for consumers. Uh, we need time because projects take a long time. So of course we need more time, and we need to. Uh, we need to develop a lot of, um, or, or, or for regulation to kick in properly and to have the projects that are under construction working and operating so we can really have a new energy reality, a new, new energy sector. But I think those things are on its way to, to happen. And it's a matter of uh, it all boils down to reality. Do we have, is there an alternative to what we have now? Right. And, and, and I don't think there's, there's too many alternatives in terms of um, investment, funding of the projects it, to go back to the, to, to the reality we had five, six years ago. 
So for the elections, given that you know the impact of the reform is going to take longer to realize, we really shouldn't have expected energy to play that large role in the election. It, it would would it be fairly well known amongst the electorate that you know the reforms take time, energy is long term horizons. So this election, the election that just took place couldn't possibly be a referendum on the energy reforms and the transition to a new energy reality because it's simply too soon. Well, I don't, um, well, probably there was space to make that uh, clearer. Of course, it, it is in our role as regulators to to give, to, to promote that kind of statement because it's not in, in, in our in our realm. But did but, you hear uh, that from uh, others in Mexico? Did other commentators and other analysts uh, jump in to make that point? I do believe many many of the sort of the red circle of of of, um, of commentators do know this reality. But of course, it, since it's a very um, it's an issue that impacts people in a very intimate way. Every time you go fill up your tank, or every time you you pay your your electricity bill, you have a you you have a relationship with energy. You energy has become crucial to to our way of living in, in terms of sort of uh, civilization. <laughs> so it, it's a crucial thing and it's very close, but of course, and, and because it's very close to our everyday life, it can be politically manipulated because you always want to have lower prices and better quality and more options right away. And things, especially when you're coming from a place that was not particularly productive or competitive, it's very difficult to change that reality and be able to provide alternatives that are both um, price uh, competitive and in terms of uh, diversity of the supply. So those are things that need more time. And of course, I don't think the the elections were... Um, um, what was your word, Carlo? Sort of um, a referendum on the a uh, referendum exactly. Yeah. So I don't think the elections were a referendum on the elections uh, on on the energy reform at all. But of course, it played some role, and um, I think it was good that the new government had a very nationalistic approach to energy, but it was vague enough so they can. So we can go forward with with uh, projects and and regulations and institutions that need to mature over time in terms of an open market for energy and not really go back to the state-owned closed um, energy sector that we had before. So there's space for them to um, be able to fulfill some of their promises and and keep going in the same direction as as the energy sector has been going for the last four years. Yeah, that's a, oh, sorry, that, that, that's a great point. We we covered that in the first podcast about uh, the elections, and energy didn't emerge as a major issue in the first podcast uh, when we had Jose Carreño and Agustin Barrios Gomez on. But one of the points they did make was that the government would occasionally use nationalist rhetoric in a way that we would understand in Canada playing to the base. There's some things you need to say to the domestic audience. And they pointed out that you know a lot of the foreign press was making too much of the communication with the base and not looking at the broader picture. And what I hear you saying is that there was something similar happening on energy. 
Yes, I, I, I think so. And and well, there, there's not much space for them to for for the new government and for Mexico as a country to maneuver over alternatives in terms of how energy is 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 run in Mexico. So it, it will it will come to that. I think if we were to if this had a topic that would be recurrent is reality is reality and you need to live with that and you need to adapt to it. So obviously the political discourse will have to adapt to the to the reality they will face once they're in office and 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 we'll see and we'll move forward with that. As long as the law is as it is now, our role as a regulator is to to provide a, a level playing field and to make sure that consumers get sort of the best uh, uh, conditions in both in terms of prices and in terms of supply. So that's kind of our our goal. And at the regulator, you know, for a while, the uh, Alberta Energy Regulator was in Mexico. Are you still working with AER? Uh, well, we're, we're, we're pretty close to them, especially especially the CNH, which is the commission that deals with upstream. So they are they're very close to them. And that's we a are, commission for National Commission for Hydrocarbons. Exactly, because because they are very they they deal with the same issues because they're mostly um, upstream. And there's another agency in Mexico that oversees environmental issues within the hydrocarbon sector and especially and, and that would be mostly on the upstream and so those two are kind of the similar institutions to AER we don't have that much of a close relationship we tend to see them once once every 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 so often but we have less everyday things to go over with and sort of um, to benefit from each other yeah, but still, every once uh, once every so often is a uh, is a great uh, vote on uh, the competence of our energy regulatory regulatory body up here, and the fact that they are working in Mexico, I think, continues to be a good sign for industry up here to give them greater confidence about entering the Mexican market. Oh yes, absolutely. So let's switch gears for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. You were starting to get some appointments coming out of the new government, especially on the trade side. Jesus Siede uh, is in the news up here, I think. I think he's on TV once a week in Canada. So we're starting to see some of the AMLO team. We just had, on the energy side, announcement of a new head of Pemex, uh, the Mexican national um, oil company, a name with which I wasn't familiar Octavio Romero Oropesa. Uh, can you tell us anything about him? I think for most of our listeners, uh, it's a new name. So any background uh, on this yes. guy? Um, well, mo he, he's very close to AMLO, to the new president. Um, he, he worked for him as, I don't know the word in English for oficial mayor, but he, he was kind of his, his budget person. Uh, at when he was at um, Mexico City government, um, right when he was governor of the well the the region that's the federal district, right? Exactly. Um, he is from his state, um, from his home state of Tabasco as well, and he hasn't he doesn't have a background in energy, 
And so that, that, that is something that we need to, to understand, that it's mostly a position that he, he will be, he has the confidence from president-elect and he has worked with him very closely. So I guess it's kind of, it will be a very close relationship between them and that's how that that's why he was appointed. Of course, um, well, that he will have to get sort of hit the ground running with with getting up to speed with Pemex because it's a very complicated um, body and it's big and has a lot of power and a lot of um, a lot of things to accomplish in the future. So I think it's going to be complicated. But he will definitely have the confidence of the president-elect and the communication, the very close communication with him. Well, that that's uh, that, that that's a positive. Uh, we've also had a appointment of a new head of the Electric Commission in Mexico. I yeah. don't have the name of this individual, but can you tell us who it is and a little bit about them? Yeah, his name is Manuel Bartlett. And he is a long-time politician. Um, he has been very critical of the reform, the energy reform. He was uh, the state um, secretary de gobernación, who is kind of the domestic, uh, um, the minister, sort of the state minister. He was also uh, secretary of education. He was governor of Puebla. And he has been, for the last six years, he has been a senator. Um, very, very critical of, of, of the energy reform and the new sector. Uh, but I think he has a very solid background to be able to, to get things done. Because he has this experience of a lifetime he i believe he's 81 years old oh um, wow yeah so he's been he's he's been around for a long long time um uh, so he he has been around he has seen everything so he'll be very uh efficient in terms of getting things done i'm pretty sure but of course uh, with that we need to be we need to establish some sort of um, communication and and really see what he he thinks once he is there and once he knows about the commission's state and what we need to sort of as Mexicans what we need to accomplish in terms of our power sector because it it's I for the past two years I believe it's the it's it's the space where we have most things to accomplish and where we have lots of competitiveness or or we could um, be able to to do lots of things that will will benefit Mexico so there's a lot of, of, of things to to get done in the power sector so it'll be interesting to see what approach he will take for now what we know is he's been very critical of the of the new sector and the the last issue on the reforms renewables uh, we haven't heard much about renewables but I've heard rumors that the government, uh, may actually, in terms of energy policy, the strongest wouldn't be the, the correct word, but has some interesting and progressive ideas on the renewable front. Well, yeah, because it's it's where we should go. And I'm very happy that they've been vocal about um, 
being aggressive in terms of renewable integration and going forward with a lot of policies to to favor renewables. Uh, we have lots of potential there. We've been very um, the I don't know if you've heard of the long term auctions that we've been that Senet has been uh, undergoing for the past two years. Uh, we now have sort of the lowest prices for renewable projects in the world, and uh, there's lots of potential. So we now need to be able to bring transmission or other such as energy storage um, mechanisms to be able to, to benefit from renewable integration at the scale that we're able to, to provide in terms of our, our potential. So I'm very so for, happy, but there hasn't been, uh, or at least that I've known, I haven't seen um, a plan for renewables, but I'm really excited that they're thinking that that is one way forward. Wow. So f as a follow-up almost to the study you did for us, what, five or so years ago, renewables should be an area that the energy industry in Canada, and particularly the West, should take another look at in Mexico for re-engagement or expansion? Absolutely. I think there's lots of potential and the rules are there. Uh, we need to, uh, we are currently drafting regulation on storage, uh, but it, 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 it will be very it will be there ready pretty soon. Uh, so there's, there's lots of things to do. And we have a lot of uh, transmission needs and a lot of distribution needs. So there's, there's, there's a big opportunity, both in terms of what the industry can do and what we can do as a country for renewables. So uh, to wrap things up, that report that you did for us five years ago, do you think we would need to go back and redo it or add to it? Or do you think that, you know, what the, the situation, the, the hope and the encouragement we had for the reforms five years ago continues today and people just need to follow through on that? Or do we need to take another look uh, at our engagement in the Mexican energy sector, renewables, electricity, oil and gas, uh, in light of in light of the new energy reality in Mexico. Well, I think we just need to follow through because I, I think the opportunities are the same. Um, the opportunities are the same. The potential is the same, and regardless of. Of course, it's much easier to have a competitive environment and bring about these in, these investments for companies to come to Mexico. But still, sort of um, service companies, Canadian service companies can can always participate in 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 Mexico, both with alliances through alliances with Femex or in the in the market by itself. So I, I think, in terms of the report, the opportunities are the same, um, and we need to. We need to just sort of wait a little and see how things settle down. But the, the signals should be there for investments to keep coming to Mexico. And the opportunity is still there, in, in my opinion. Well, that is a wonderful note, a great note of optimism and something we can always use up here in Western Canada. Hey, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. It's always a pleasure learning more about what's happening in Mexico. Thanks to you. Thanks to our friends at COMEXI, the Mexican Council on Foreign Relations, again, for hosting. And I think we may try and do one more of these, taking a look at agriculture. But uh, <laughs> that is not looks around the table were telling me. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm.